We've all heard the saying, learn to love the process. But why learn to love something? Why not create a process that is easy to love? Welcome to Peace with the Process, where I bring you professionals who specialize in the processes we incorporate to sustain consistent, healthy growth. I believe in learning from others' mistakes and successes. So I also bring on entrepreneurs who have been in the trenches and tell us how they got there and how they got out. I hope you find something in today's episode that you can apply to your own life and that you find your peace with the process along the way. Let's get started. Welcome back, my peaceful process people. How are you? Thanks for checking out another episode. I'm excited to bring to you today's guest, as I am with just about every guest. But today's guest is someone that I had the opportunity to meet in person. It was actually very cool. I had a friend of mine who suggested that I check out a coffee shop in a neighboring town. I went over there and I fell in love with this coffee shop. I fell in love with the name, the reason behind the name, the ambiance, the aesthetic, all of it is really my favorite place to go, if we're being completely honest. And I had an opportunity to talk with uh, both of the owners. We were able to get one of the owners on the show today to talk about the concept of 12 Stories. It's 12 Stories Coffee and why it's called 12 Stories. So I thought this, this name and the reason behind the name just really resonated with the concept of piece with the process it was something that i knew was going to have some processes behind it that was going to provide some value to people who listen to this show so i'm very excited to uh, have mr marty garza on the show but before i let him jump into his story of how he got to where he is today some of the behind uh the name things of 12 stories coffee I, of course, want to take a moment to thank everyone for listening to today's episode. Thank you if you have been a lifelong listener since day one, or if you're just now tuning in. I really appreciate you checking it out. And be sure to check out other episodes that we've done uh, over the course of the year. I believe we're starting to make our way closer and closer to a full year on the podcast. I believe this is actually, I believe this is episode 40 as it's titled. I think we've done a few others from that. I think this might be actually officially 42, something like that. I don't have it right in front of me. But thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope we have provided value to you. I receive value every time I hop on one of these calls with one of these uh, ladies or, or gentlemen, and I get an opportunity to hear about their stories, hear about their successes and failures, what they're doing to continue to move forward, what they're doing to continue to grow, how they find their peace with the process and i know if i'm finding value somebody out there is prov- is finding value as well and if you know someone who might receive value from this show i would ask that you just give this a share on instagram or facebook where i'll be posting the teaser uh, post for today's episode and put your thoughts your perspective your questions whatever you'd like in the comments on that post as well. We really appreciate that. And we thank you for leaving us a rating and review. Several of you have uh, given us the star rating. I'm very, very thankful to have received nothing but five star ratings. That's amazing. I'm glad that each and every one of you believe this to be a five star show. And several of you have expressed 
how this is a five-star show to you by leaving a review. You took time out of your day to write up a review, and I want to thank you so much. If you would like to leave a rating or review, and it's not available on the platform that you're currently listening on, then you can head over to Apple Podcasts. It's available there. And uh, I know a few of the other platforms don't offer it. So we really appreciate those. It really helps go a long way to having this podcast get out in front of other people so that they can benefit from these conversations as well. Start creating their piece with the process. All right. I'll go ahead and pass it over to Mr. Marty Garza. All right, guys. We got Marty Garza, co-founder of 12 Stories Coffee on the podcast with us today. How you doing, Marty? Doing great, man. Doing good. Thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, man, it's good to have you on. I know you're at the coffee shop now, so coffee is kind of the lifestyle at this point. You're there pretty often from the times that I've been up there and I've been at the place. I absolutely love it up there. Uh, you and I getting into a conversation about uh, 12 stories, the the name, the concept behind the name uh, really intrigued me, which is why I wanted to have uh, you on the podcast to talk a little bit about that. But uh, before we dive into it, tell us a little bit about you know, what got you into coffee? Where, what's your origin story? How did, how did you come to, to co-found uh, 12 stories coffee? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, so my, my story as far as getting into coffee was, uh, was kind of later than like most people, like most people, they grew up with coffee or they grew up like with their uh, family drinking coffee in those early memories. But, um, I literally started off by, uh, kind of being tricked into coffee. Um, and so I was at this like little camp uh, thing and they had a little coffee shop and uh, they had this thing called like Mountain Blasts Blueberry Extreme or whatever. I was like, oh man, that sounds awesome. I want that. I want... And I had no idea it was a Frappuccino. And so I drank it. I, at the time I was super caffeine sensitive as a, um, as a teenager and stuff like that. So I was up all night. And uh, so I, I just could not sleep for, for the life of me. And then uh, we already had early morning. So I woke up exhausted. Um, so the next morning I had another one and then that late, the training like later that day was like, I had to be up and so I was exhausted. So I had another one. And so it was like this, like this small cycle that just began to happen. Um, but what that did though, did it, uh, it had me come back to San Antonio, uh, where I was living at the time, uh, looking for more frappuccinos, which, uh, place that's super popular for, for frappuccinos was Starbucks and, and, um, and so what I loved about coffee and even, even frappuccinos is that uh, I would go hang out with my friends, sit down, drink these drinks. And uh, there's just something about coffee shops, especially Starbucks um, in the early uh, 2000s, was that like it was very big about like soft seating and kind of like lounge, lounging and stuff like that. Now they're a little more like study and kind of corporate um, type thing. So, um, but in the time, like they were just very big about like almost like, almost more like a living room, like so, like a living room of just and with like drinks right there so um so that kind of like the the draw of the community aspect really was just kind of what drew me in and then uh then I, I wanted to become like a little more knowledgeable about coffee so then I started doing like macchiatos and then from macchiatos like unflavored lattes and, and then from lattes to americano to drip and then kind of like begin to explore the different worlds of coffee and um and so I started just enjoying coffee for what it was, but also, again, loved the uh, aspect of community that it brings. Um, and it was just really uh, different than I think a lot of other places, really. And so the dream was to eventually have a coffee shop, uh, but I thought that it was going to be like way down the road, you know, uh, big, big, big plans after I retire type thing. 
never saw myself getting into coffee full time at, at really at my age, uh, which I'm 32. And, um, but it, it's just kind of how it happened. I met my business partner a few years ago who uh, had just started a portable coffee bar and like he was like just a few months in and he and uh, his whole thing was taking the coffee to people to like weddings and school events and different things like that and i love the vision i love his dream and uh, i kind of charmed my way into ownership with him and to basically like help like let him let me help him grow that business and so um, that business partner is the one who helped who also found uh, 12 stories mm. we got to develop that together so we're still really close friends business partners um he's probably one of the one of, one of my closest friends that i've had that i have out there which is uh, super unique to be able to grow a business with somebody that you're close to um and um but yeah so that's kind of the the very long story very short uh, yeah <laughs> that's awesome and i know initially when i had first heard of 12 stories because it's in a small town not too far from where i uh where i grew up and where i live yeah. and I, I initially heard about it because a friend of mine moved out to that to that town and told me about this coffee shop I said man you really got to check it out it's really nice and it's got this 1920s vibe and immediately my ears perked up i loved the 1920s man that's my era yeah. and so I hear about it and I'm thinking 12 stories. Okay. Why is it called 12 stories? Because this small town, Farmersville, Texas, I know for a fact there's not a building there taller than maybe three stories. Yeah. And so I was thinking, okay, what is, what is this about this 12 stories? I get there. I have an opportunity to talk to you and you tell me because I asked you, I said, Hey, what's 12 stories about and tell everybody what it is that you kind of explained to me. 12 stories was all about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, man, if, if, if it's okay, if I go back a little bit further and just kind of say like where it kind of came from, was uh, so the, when we first started the portable side, because the portable side is really what birthed the, the coffee shop. And so when we started the portable side, something that we uh, that my business partner sat down and did, and he took the time to create um, 12 core values. And these core values meant so much to us as we go through the business, because uh, as we saw opportunities or as we saw the kind of growth, we were like, okay, does this fit within the core values of what we're trying to achieve? Mm. So for us, they were like, we, you know, chewed on them and we, you know, we used them um, regularly. And so, um, so as we were approaching, we're about a month away from opening up the shop and we wouldn't have a name. I mean, and, uh, and we wanted something that was relatable. Uh, we wanted something that would go creating um, a level of mystery, but also not, so, not too far-fetched where like people like didn't feel like they had any connection to it. Um, and then we also wanted something that would kind of talk about who we were. And so I was sitting there doing the training for our baristas and I was trying to think of a way to make our 12 core values relatable to them. Um, because really like I've been to jobs where it's like, we have these core values and you hear them training and then they mean nothing, uh, next day, you know, they're, they're just words. And sometimes you see them on a board, like remember to serve and like, that doesn't mean anything to me. And so, um, so being able to, to take these and to inspire people with them, um, we decided to go along, or I, I was like, what if we use stories of people that people can relate to? People can relate to stories, people can relate to, to people. So taking that same concept and applying them to our 12 core values. And so essentially what we did is we took 12 people that inspire our core values that we can see um, really live those, those core values out. And, uh, and then so when we tell people these stories this is 
this is a good inspiration for that core value, essentially. Um, and so we really encourage our baristas to like uh, remember uh, to at least remember two or three that they can like they feel themselves a little attached to. Mm-hmm. Um, people were asked, and they have these you know two or three stories that they can um, kind of kind of like uh, shoot off type thing. And so I personally. So uh, have them for the most part all memorized. There's a couple of names I'm like, oh, you know, it takes me a sec. But uh, but it, it, it's it's one of those things that um, I've also done the same thing where there's a couple of core values that mean a lot to me that are also attached to the to a person. And some of these stories are historical, historical. Some are whimsical. Some are even personal to us. But um, but yeah, that's that's essentially what it is. So it's not necessarily stories like levels of a building, but stories like what you would get in a book. So. Yeah, and that's what blew me away. I, I enjoyed that a lot. And I think I think the the key thing that opened up that conversation was the fact that I asked for the Wi-Fi password there. Yeah. And the Wi-Fi password you had was, wasn't it uh, tell us your story or something like that? Yeah, man. Yeah, so I, that's what it was. I asked, I said, what's the Wi-Fi password? He said, it's uh, tell us your story, you know, all lowercase or something like that. And I was like, oh, hey, that's that's pretty cool. And I said, okay, tell us your story being the Wi-Fi password, 12 stories. Obviously, it's not levels. It's got to have something to do with actual stories. So I was like, okay, what's up with that? And then you you did. You told me exactly what you just told me there. And that's what really caught on, man. I love that concept. 12 core values is something that got that uh, – I got that really rolling, finding ways. It's, it's, I love it. It's, it's fascinating that you've figured out that how to find a way to get these core values relatable to your uh, employees, your baristas, was to tell it in a story form. I've heard that from so many of the guests on the podcast that one of the best ways to get a point across is to tell a story about it, a story that somebody can relate with. So that's awesome that you guys picked up on that, used that within your company. Um, beautiful so obviously I'm, i can't i'm, I'm not going to have you go through all 12 stories yeah. or even all 12 uh, individuals of it but obviously you have two or three uh, that have really stuck out to you if they're short go ahead and tell all two or three uh, or if it's just one that sticks out go ahead and just tell us either one of those i'd love to hear one of them at least sure for sure so um you know one one that means a lot to me and uh it's a lot of times we consider the first one because this is kind of the the, the centerpiece to it all is um, excellence. And so there is a, um, a gentleman who's an architect uh, for the Cathedral of Barcelona named Antoine Gaudi. And so what he did is they came to him like, hey, we need to remodel this, this cathedral. We want to do something different. And so he did several things. One, he, um, at, up until that time, it, the cathedrals were known to have art on the inside. So you like walk in, there's art on the inside. Uh, but he was actually one of the first people to actually uh, do it in stone on the outside. Uh, for the for the people that are walking by, uh, that can be uh, essentially ministered to uh, uh, by these stone uh, de- depiction of, of of the stories of the Bible, and, and so it was like it's pretty cool. But also, um, he was so fine detailed in his work that even a hundred years after his death, they're still fine tuning his work uh, at at that cathedral. And so, um, and you know, they even warned him like before he died. They're like, you know you keep going like this you're going to die before it's going to finish and his response was uh it's not for me anyways and mm. uh, so just that level of excellence of just like uh just knowing what what the the best way to do it and to do it whether uh, whether he was going to uh, reap the benefits or not he wanted to do it right um and so that's uh, that's one um another one that uh, means a lot to my business partner and i uh that's a little more personal is uh, service um, and so that's actually my business partner's late father, um, who was uh, known to serve the people around him. 
you serve the mess out of us kind of getting the shop off or sorry the business off the ground and so there are some in there that are really personal to us um and then one that i'll that i'll do is um typically our, is our last one is passion uh, which, is at, which is uh fitzgerald the author of um great gatsby yeah bring that up just because i know that you're a fan of the 1920s as we are and uh you know so you walk in and kind of like you walk into the front and it kind of has like this like party kind of gatsby feel type thing in the back it's a little bit more like where i'm sitting it's a little bit more of a parlor kind of a relaxed feel and so we kind of pick like the first part being you know like where like you walk in and it's like gatsby's party in the back it's like where the relationships are built and the business deals are made and whatnot um the reason why fitzgerald um, kind of depicts passion for us is uh, for a couple reasons. One, um, first off, we are passionate about the 1920s. We love uh, not just the, the art and the, the decorations and stuff like that, but also how uh, whether people were rich or they're poor, they, there was almost like a level of expectation for um, to be treated well mm. and that people enjoyed uh, treating themselves and, and having that expectation for themselves that they deserve to be treated, which, you know, we're very passionate about our coffee and like treating people well with our, with our products and that whenever you get a cup of coffee, when you get a drink from us, it's the best that we're able to do. Um, the other piece of it with, uh, with passion is the fact that um, Fitzgerald does a great job uh, depicting uh, the, the pros, the beautiful side of passion, also the deadly side of passion. Um, so, um, so, you know, without giving away away necessarily, um, it follows you know, the story of Gatsby and, uh, and like he's able to create some, uh, nothing out of something and you know he sees you know he becomes this very rich person out of nothing basically um on the other side at the end of the story you see how his passions are ultimately the thing that that ruined him and, and actually destroy him with a, um and the kind of run him to his uh to his ultimate demise type thing so um so it's just kind of the beauty and, and also the uh the dangers of, of what passion can do so i love that man i'm very interested to hear all the other stories because if I'm not mistaken, you guys are just starting to kind of release those stories, aren't you? Didn't I see something on Facebook or something like that that you guys are slowly starting to do kind of some some little aspects of that behind the scenes type foundation to to the brand? Yeah, it's um, and that was uh, that's always been a passion of ours is to be able to get those stories out. Um, and so we recorded some videos a while ago. We're waiting for the guy to finish editing them so we can get them released and out. Um, but I mean, that is absolutely something that is really um, exciting and passionate to us is uh, to be able to get those stories out and get those expressed. Um, the other thing, the other aspect that we're really passionate about is uh, we do want this to be a place of stories. Uh, like we would love to be able to actually like capture people's stories and talk to people about their stories and um, and like get to know like just the um, just the normal guy out in the street who comes in for a cup of coffee because everyone has a really cool story. There's something that that I'm, I'm sure they can bring that has a level of intrigue. Like man, like. Tell me something about yourself. Tell me something, a story about you. Yeah. And so, so both of those things are things that we're trying to, uh, really trying to get get going and, uh, and become more part of our of our business. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. And the story on excellence about the cathedral, that one really stuck out because it wasn't just excellence from what he did like the artwork and and people looking at it and go oh my gosh this is amazing he obviously spent so much time on it but the the part of the story that you pick out about the fact that he realized it was something that may not be finished by the time of his death that yeah and then his comment saying that it'll be 
it's okay. It's not for me anyway. Not only is that excellence, but it's, it's like the ultimate humility, right? It's yeah. this understanding that, that you've poured your heart and soul into something, realizing that you may never get to actually enjoy the fruits of it. Crazy, man. It's amazing. I need to, I need to find the, the full descriptive story of that so that I can pin that to my wall and include <laughs> that as part of my, as my, part of my core values. That's awesome. Because I don't, I don't know if that's something that I could honestly uh, do, to be honest. I mean, I'm saying, yeah, a lot for me. It would take a lot for me to like, like put my heart and my and all of my um, efforts into something and, and not see it complete. Like, that's- I'm, people tell me all the time. They say, uh, I've heard this phrase, and I think it goes something along the lines of, the person who plants trees knowing that he may never see them or knowing that only his great grandchildren will see them become full trees, you know, has life figured out or something like that. It's a, it's, it's a small parable that talks about that. And I'm over here and we just moved into our new house and I'm thinking about, okay, I've got plenty of land. I want to plant some trees and I'm over here trying to find the trees that grow the fastest. Right. Yeah. Because I don't want a tree that's going to take forever to grow because I'm never going to get to string my hammock in between it. You know, that's, and so I exactly know exactly how you feel. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to just know that, Hey, my grand, my, my grandkids will be able to string up a hammock between these two trees. Maybe that, maybe I need to sit, sit and take some time to reflect on that, on that particular value. I like that. Yeah. That's, I mean, it, it's, it would be hard for me to say like whether or not I would still be doing the coffee shop if I knew that there wasn't like any sort of like, you know, um, benefit that would come out of it immediately. Like, I mean, right. it's just a whole other aspect. That's just like, and that's yeah, humility. Humility is a great word for that, man. I yeah. Well, I think in that, that really is a great, um, it's a great illustration of what peace with the process I think stands for, because I always talk about the concept of peace with the process is called peace with the process, not peace with the end result, right? For a specific reason, because, because as individuals who seek to grow and be better every day, the concept is that you never actually achieve your best concept is that you never actually achieve better and then you stop because i firmly believe in the concept that if you stop well now you're just dying a lot of people they they retire and they stop they don't have anything else that they're contributing to the world they they meet the grave 10 times faster than the person who quote unquote retired from maybe a nine to five job but they still had purpose and passion in other areas of their lives and uh continued to live for several decades uh, after that. So I, I, I love that. I'm, I'm, I love that we're able to find an illustration uh, that fits your values as well as the, the topic of the podcast too. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and even like, um, and I think that there's a, there's something to say, just, uh, just thinking with the word excellence and kind of, you know, dissecting that even more is that, you know, to strive for excellence versus striving for, for, for perfection, because there's always going to be like another level of excellence that you can go to. Like there's always going to be like, okay, this is, this is my cap here, um, but like, it's not necessarily, but there's always like another layer that you can like go back to get to that next level of excellence, that next level of excellence. And it's like that striving for, um, you know, it's not gonna be perfect, but you can always like just fine tune it a little bit, just change it just a little bit, just to get that next layer. Um, and so I um, I love that, you know, the, um, yeah, that was, that was good, man. Let's dive into that. Let's dive into that a little bit because that's something I love asking my guests on the show because I feel everybody that I talk to in some form or fashion agrees with that concept. They agree about the getting better. 
So I always like to ask people, you know, what is it that you do on a daily basis? Maybe it's weekly, maybe it's monthly, maybe you only do it once a year, but it's something that you feel contributes toward your growth uh, as a human being, as an individual, or what you have to contribute. What does that look like? Is it a couple of things? Feel free to share how yeah. you grow. Yeah. Um, so to be completely honest, a lot of this, um, this last year and a half or so has been uh, more survival mode than it has been uh, striving for that. Um, mm. To be completely honest, is that, um, you know, the, the, the practices that I've had, uh, unfortunately, I haven't really been able to, uh, to practice them much. Uh, and a lot of it is just like kind of goal setting and having uh, pieces, uh, bite-sized pieces and stuff like that. that they, uh, I'm a very big uh, list person. Uh, type thing and uh, and having like basically essentially three different lists uh, things that are at priority things that are done, done immediately and thing, things to grow on uh, type thing and then as because the, uh, I mean when, when you're part of your business and, and you see these businesses and you see these uh, the things you're growing you always see things that need to be fixed um, and the thing that I've learned to do that, that if I don't write it down immediately then it's never going to get done mm-hmm. but I always have that third list that even though I can't work on that immediately like it's still there Right, um, but unfortunately, like that third list, man, I haven't honestly haven't touched it in uh, in a while. <laughs> and so, um, but I think that having um, having that third list has, has been a really uh, good practice for me, uh, just because it allows me to focus on those first two things, um, and those have been producing more and more and more. Um, so I can get to those lists, um, just because it. I I, I never have uh there's never a lack of things uh, to do if that, if that will. Um, yeah at the same time uh celebrating the little wins so when i cross things out like i have like a little mini like a little mini like celebration and in, inside of me it's like, like yeah all right we did it like like look at look and i love looking at my list for the, for the weekend but, like look at all the things that i did like i did awesome. yeah you got, you know, you got a third list um but at least i got to these things and so I know that's not exactly what you asked, um, but that's just kind of like the reality of kind of where unfortunately I am these last like year and a half since COVID hit. Um, but it's um, so a little, but in that there's a little bit of there that allows me to um, eventually get back to the habit of having that list that I can finally hit on. Um, but really right now, it's just, a, there's a lot of just tweaking and surviving uh, kind of the, the the chapter and kind of the season of things right now. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. No, you, you actually answered my question perfectly. Again, tell me again, what the three lists, the concept of three lists, you have one that's priorities and then what were the other two? So uh, basically the, the, uh, the first list I see is priorities uh, that basically need to get done within the week. Okay. Uh, The third list or the middle list is the things that need to get done immediately. Like the day of. Okay. And then the last list are basically goals, things that need to get done and I need to work on. Um, but like, if I don't get hit, it, like it's like one of the things that's on there is like uh, our loyalty program. Mm. Awesome if we could have a loyalty program. We need a loyalty program. Uh, I think that it would, uh, our customers would feel more, um, you know, honored and, and, and whatnot and give people more in and stuff like that. But, you know, is the shop going to die if we don't have a loyalty program? No, not really. Right. Um, now, is it, is it going to survive if, um, if I don't get my coffee order in? No, it's, it's going to die. Like, I got <laughs> And so, um, so yeah, it, it, that kind of helps. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I just wanted to make sure that I, I, I had, I had which, 
which three which list was which out of the three so i like that a lot yeah no that actually answers it a lot and to be honest with you man i found myself in a bit of a tweaking season because of um i think you and i had the opportunity to talk about it i was expecting my firstborn son not long after you and i had our kind of like our first one or two interactions and he came like two two and a half weeks ago he's here so i've i've been i've been handling that that's certainly been a tweaking experience Uh, yeah figuring out okay hey what uh I've got to, I've got to, you know, make sure that I've, I'm prioritizing things just a little bit differently. Hey, this can drop off because I got to, I got to spend some time with him and make sure that he's fed, changed and and slept, you know, and then I've got, I've got this, this chunk of time before I got to do it again. So I got to make sure I put the most important things in that small chunk of time. Yeah. So yes, it has definitely been a balancing act. And there's been a couple of times where, uh, where I've, where I've tripped and, and felt like, okay, I know, I know what to do better next time. So I can completely relate to the concept of a, a tweaking period. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, man, I'm going to need a, uh, by the way, any, any fatherly advice, man, it's, it's going to be coming up with to me in November. So that's going to be my life here pretty soon. I know, man. I remember you telling me that. And I thought you said that this was your second, but it's not. It's your first, right? It's our first, yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. And do you know the gender yet? We don't. We're actually going to do a gender reveal next month. So. Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. All right, I can't wait. I'm going to wait until the gender reveal, because if it's a girl, I don't know if I can help you out very much. <laughs> but if if it's a boy, I might be able to do, do a couple of tips. We actually have, and I'll do a shameless plug uh, for anybody who's listening, uh, but we I'm actually doing a series every Friday on the podcast where I talk. It's uh, called A Father's Perspective. So I talk about mine and my wife's birth experience, and then I talk a little bit about how things have been going uh, basically just week by week. I don't know how long I'm going to keep it up or, or yeah. you know, what each conversation is going to look like, but it'll just be me divulging a little bit of how it's been going so far. That's awesome, dude. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I need yeah to, man. I'm Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, Hey man, I think we're getting close to the end of our time. Um, and I just want to say, dude, I have absolutely loved the service up there, the coffee, the experience, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The ambiance of it. Yeah. I know the first time I went up there, we were listening to some, uh, some French cafe kind of 1920 style music, man. And I've got that. Sometimes I'll keep that playing in the house. Uh, <laughs> now that I moved in here and I've got yeah, my I'm office here at home. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, man. So thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast, dude. It's been an honor. Thank you, man. This has been great. Uh, this, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks, thanks for the time. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the story behind 12 stories coffee with Mr. Marty Garza. I thought that was very, very intriguing, very interesting. Uh, I do appreciate you hanging in there with some of the background noise and the low microphone settings. As you know, a lot of our conversations happen via Zoom call, and we don't always have the best settings to do so whenever we just have the opportunity to hop on a call with each other. So I do believe we were able to, to make out the majority of what Marty had to say, and a lot of it was very, very good information that I think we have some takeaways from. Uh, I also want to thank each and every one of you for the ratings and reviews that you've given the show. Now that you've listened to, maybe it's your first episode, maybe it's your 40th or 42nd episode, and you have yet to leave a rating and review, you can do so wherever you listen to your podcasts, or if it's not available there, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave your rating and review there. Be sure to leave your perspectives, comments, or questions in the comment section of our Facebook or Instagram teaser post for today's uh, for today's podcast episode. And if you think that somebody out there would receive value from today's episode, be sure to hit that share button and get it out there to other people who can benefit from today's conversation. 
All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode, and I'll catch you next time.